Joe Biden takes another header. A hate crime has taken place in America's most Im- uh, against America's most important religion, and Lizzo is but heard about being called fat again, and she's going to take action. And no, I don't mean she's going to the gym or anything. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. It is Friday. It is the second day of the religious month of pride, which is a sin. But anyway, it is the second day, and yes, it looks like I may have to sit back and talk about all the companies that are going uh, uh, going gay more than once a week because the list could be insane. Maybe I'll just list them. I don't know. So anyway, let, it's uh, there's a lot going on. Let's get to the news. Okay, there is some news. So in big news, and this is number one so far, which I don't understand why, because I, I don't think we should be surprised anymore. And for the second reason is there's actually some pretty big news out there. Um, so Biden took another heart fall. Uh, this one was at a Air Force, the Air Force Academy graduation where he was speaking. And this was a hard fall. So it wasn't completely funny. It was pretty funny, but it wasn't completely funny. Now, what it was, if you don't want to take it as funny, it was scary. Because this was a hard fall, and it took three guys to pick him up. Um, He apparently had tripped over a sandbag or something. That's what he was saying. That's what everyone was saying. Um, Here's the thing. That wasn't the only time he hurt himself. Apparently, he hit his head on Air Force One today. He just was on fire yesterday. This guy, he's going to have to wear football gear in order just to make a speech. And then everyone wonders why he's not holding any rallies or or doing any speeches, even though right now he's supposed to be running for president. This guy has yet to talk outside of his basement, and he's running for president. Yeah, that shit's not going to cut it. So anyway, the the media decided to ignore this completely, and as a fact, in fact, they decided to make comparisons with other Republican presidents, of course, who fell. Well, primarily the only Republican president who took a header was um, Gerald Ford, who fell on in the rain off the slippery steps of Air Force One, and he fell on the last step, and he just jumped right back up again. But they decided to bring that up for some reason. And, of course, they bring up where Donald Trump on a slippery platform held on to the rail while he was walking down the platform. A slippery platform with brand new shoes. If you know what that's like, leather, brand new leather shoes, yeah, they're very slippery. But they decided to say, hey, it's not the only president. Here's the problem that the media is really having is that this guy seems to do this a lot. Now, let's not forget. He fell going up the stairs of Air Force One twice. All right, there's film of it. He fell off his bike, which was stationary. He broke his foot, tripping over his dog before he became president. Remember that? He was in a full boot. Yeah, he's been doing this quite a bit. And you've got to sit back and say, well, wait a minute. Um... When is this going to become an issue? How close are we going to be 
where this poor bastard actually goes in and actually goes in and and hurts himself, breaks a hip, hits his head, and then suddenly we got Kamala Harris as president. Yeah, no one wants to talk about that for whatever reason. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's very interesting to to hear all this stuff. So, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. I'll admit it. So the big question yesterday also was: Is Twitter still a free speech platform? So yesterday, the Daily or about two months ago, the Daily Wire had decided in in honor of Pride Month, or to actually contradict Pride Month, they decided to release Matt Walsh's documentary called What is a Woman? And they decided to release it on Twitter. So everyone could watch this movie for free. Well, the day of the movie, Twitter decided, hey, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to throttle this thing. We're not going to allow you to retreat it. We're not going to allow you to like it because of hate speech. Now, they asked, okay, what exactly is in the movie that is hate speech? Because if you've seen the entire movie, if you haven't, you need to go on Twitter. You've got about 12 hours left. But if you've seen the movie, there's no hate speech in it. As a matter of fact, Matt Walsh does a fantastic job of not saying anything. He just sits back and asks questions of trans activists. That's all he does. He asks questions. But apparently two of the guests, two of the people he was asking questions, one who is facing prison time in Canada for misgendering his daughter. Okay, apparently two guests misgendered, not Walsh himself, not the Daily Wire, but the people he was talking to, misgendered people. Of course, when we say misgendered, it means they, he, they actually use the right gen, the right pronouns. That's what we mean. Okay, so Twitter said, those are the two instances. You can either cut those instances out of your movie and we'll let it go. Or if you don't cut those instances out of the movie, then we're going to throttle it. So, of course, um, the Daily Wire said, F you, we're not, we're not throttling it. We're not, we're not cutting those, those out. He goes, what's the point? So, Jeremy Boring, who's the CEO of uh, Daily Wire, contacted uh, Elon Musk via Twitter. And by the way, Elon Musk is out of the country. Hmm, interesting, huh? When the cat's away, when the ma- cat's away, the mouse will play or whatever it is. Yeah. So, Elon Musk says, "What?" And so he contacted he contacted Twitter to find out what the hell was going on, and guess what? Two people from the Trust and Safety Department, including the head of the Trust and Safety Department, quit that day. So yesterday, the same day they throttled this, these two quit. So what does it look like? It looks like a deep state plant. It looks like this was done. Musk is out of town. These two were probably going to quit anyway. Of course, they're white women, so that tells you something right there. They decided, oh, we're, we're going to quit anyway. F it. Let's throttle this movie. Musk found out. Musk sat back and said, okay, um, I, I, no. They unthrottled the movie after it was released. And then, just to put a cherry on top, Musk said he saw the movie and he recommended to all 160 million of his followers that they should watch this movie. So, these activists not only didn't throttle the movie... They actually extended the reach of the movie. So good for them. All right. And in the last piece of news, California. (laughs) 
What a shithole. I swear to you. So California will provide up to $4,500. This is according to KCRA. Will provide up to 4500 in financial assistance to undocumented immigrants who were impacted by a series of damaging storms that slammed the state in January and March. And Gavin Newsom's office has confirmed this. So apparently there is a there is a, a fund called Storm Assistance for Immigrants Project that has $95 million, and they've decided, oh, we're going to give it to illegal immigrants too. Notice they never give anything to, like, legal immigrants. They always seem to give it to illegal immigrants. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're a citizen in the United States, you're effed. No one cares about you, especially on the left. If you're still living in California, you're an idiot. And I tell you something, that means something. Because I still live in California. And I keep saying I'm an idiot. For not leaving here. But of course I've got wives and things like that. So I've got excuses all built in. At least excuses I'm going to use. Okay, so that was the news. Oh, one more piece of news. The Biden administration has been lying to you again. I haven't read this report. But apparently one of the things Joe Biden is doing is he's walking out when the economy comes in. And he's saying, hey, I'm creating the most jobs out there. And, co- and rate of pay has gone straight up since I've been president? Well, apparently it hasn't. Um, way back in the end of 2022, it was said that the, the rate of pay has gone up 1.3% or something like that. Now, mind you, I haven't read this yet. This just came out today. Has gone up 1.3% for 2022? Uh, no, it went down 4.7%. So... For the last year, the Biden administration has just been bullshitting all of us. The economy is not great. People are not getting raises. It's all crap. And there's talk that even now, with this being released, they're talking about not releasing the um, wage increases for the month of June. In other words, I think people's pay has been going down. And they don't want anyone to know about it. So what's the best way not to know about it? Just don't tell anybody. Uh, The jobs report should be coming out this week. I can't wait to hear uh, next week. I can't wait to hear how that's going to go. All right. So let's get to our. uh, So I I will come up with the the article on this. I was just watching the news and it came up with that. I thought, wow, this is huge news. But no one's talking about it, of course except conservative outlets. And I'm not talking Fox News, by the way. Okay, so in our first story today, so you can see the double standard when it comes to protecting the LGBTQ versus protecting everyone else. I mean, you need to be a black, a, a, an in, Inuit trans woman to get any love by anybody in this country. So... According to ABC News, this is interesting, an LGBTQ pride flag was burned at an elementary school in North Hollywood, and police are now investigating this as a possible hate crime. You know, I don't, I just want to point something out. Uh, LA's got a lot of problems. I'm pretty, and by the way, this flag, we're not talking this is a six by five foot flag. 
this flag was one of those little itty bitty things, like a three by three inch flag that you'll see little kids waving at uh, parades. We're not, yeah, yeah, we're not talking, this is a real flag. So, before it was burned, the small flag was displayed in a planter outside the classroom at Satakoy Elementary School. The Los Angeles Police Department says it took a report last week and launched a hate crime vandalism investigation. It's not clear who burned it, but a new larger flag is now on display outside the classroom. The incident seems to be part of a deeper divide among parents over whether LGBTQ and pride issues should be taught in grade school. And it comes as the school plans to hold a Pride Day assembly on Friday. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that seems like it's important. Now, they do point out, they're not clear on who burned the flag. I mean, for all we know, and you know when it comes to all the nooses and the anti-black rhetoric, the Jesse Smollett bullshit, it, this could have been burned burned by an anti anti um, uh, an, uh, uh, LGBTQ activist. That's what it could have been done. You don't know who. The, by the way, a hate crime? Really? It's a five by five inch flag. Who gives a shit? Why are you guys wasting your time? Yeah, maybe this is vandalism, but okay. So I have some questions. If someone burned an American flag, is that a hate crime? Because you can piss on an American flag, and that's not a big deal. You can burn an American flag. That's not a hate crime. Why is burning an LGBTQ flag a hate crime? I mean, personally, F them. I, I'll burn one. I have no problem with it. I, I hate the ideology. I think it's a terrible ideology. I think these are evil people. I'll openly admit it. I'll go to jail for it. I mean, I won't burn somebody else's pride flag, or whatever flag that thing is. That doesn't represent me, by the way. I won't, I won't burn someone else's flag. That's vandalism. That's illegal. But if I decide to take a pride flag and burn it, am I a hate monger now? Because I'm burning a flag that means nothing and that has an evil ideology? Well, anyway, it begs the question. And, and see, these parents are right. What is this shit doing in schools? This is an elementary school. And these people keep saying, well, we're not grooming kids. Then why are you putting this shit here? And I'm glad to see they replaced the little 5x5 five five flag by with a 6x6 six six foot flag. That's, that's great. They're just proving the parents' point. Okay, let's go. Oh, Lizzo is whining again about being fat. She seems not to like uh, people making fun of her for being fat. Of course, they're not just making fun of her weight. There are lots of fat entertainers out there that don't go running around in thongs. So that's probably what a lot of people are making fun of. So according to CNN, and I think I'm reading almost the entire article because it's just funny. In a series of social media posts that can be viewed by her followers, the singer responded to a tweet in which someone posted a video of Lizzo's recent Tina Turner tribute performance of Proud Mary and commented on her weight. I'm not trying to be... Okay, first off, I saw that, I saw that, that video too. She's wearing a regular dress. She takes off the dress and she's wearing a thong. Okay? Uh, they don't mention that in the article. I'm just saying. 
I would probably be making fun of a lot. And by the way, Tina Turner, she wore very short dress dresses. She never walked around wearing a thong. So they forgot this part in the article. Remember, it's CNN. A quote, I'm tr- not trying to be fat. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be smaller. Lizzo tweeted in response. I'm literally just trying to live and be healthy. This is what my body looks like, even when I'm eating super clean and working out. I just logged on and on the app, and this is the type of shit I see about me on a daily basis. It's really starting to make me hate the world. Then someone in the comments said, I eat lots of fast food. I literally stopped eating fast food years ago. Okay, first off, uh, she may have stopped eating fast food. She didn't stop eating donuts. She didn't stop eating fried chicken. She didn't stop eat, drinking tons of milk, eating tons of cheese, eating pizza. Do you know why I know this? Because it's in her videos. Okay, she's not trying to be fat. Okay, she's not working not to be fat. She's not trying to be smaller. We know that because she's not smaller. And she's trying to live super healthy? Really? She's about five foot nine and she weighs, get this, get this, 287 pounds. I'm looking at this right now. Now, I've heard that she's trying to lose weight, but she promotes this crap. She promotes this crap by not only eating in her videos, but wearing costumes that really show how fat she is. And then she wonders why people make fun of her. Okay, whatever. So let's let's continue with the article. Um, she also shared a tweet that theorized she was willi- unwilling to shed weight because it's her brand. Then she added, I hate it here. Well, you make that your brand and you hate it? That seems like you've got some real mental problems, too. Not only are you fat and funny looking, but you've got mental problems, too. You hate the brand, but that's the brand you made. Okay. The Grammy-winning performer has been battling fat shaming her entire career. Uh, Excuse me. I, I love the article. The Grammy Award performer has been battling fat shaming her entire career. And while her fa- many fans are supportive, Lizzo sounds sounded over the critiques. Okay, uh, battle fat shaming? How about battling your weight? Maybe that's what you should be battling. Forget about battling fat shaming. Someone, hey, here's a newsflash. Here's a newsflash. I know in this world we can't have beautiful things, that everything has to be ugly, including the human body. But you are ugly as you being fat. I'm sorry, you are. You're not a beautiful woman. You are, people are not fat shaming you. People are pointing out that you are fat. And I'm sorry, 208. Now, and you might say to yourself, you're being un, un, just unbelievably cruel. No, this is the standard they're trying to make. What the left wants. I'm against the standard. What Lizzo is doing, again, is extremely unhealthy. And I don't want my kids listening to to Lizzo or my grandkids listening to Lizzo and saying, oh, it's okay to eat like a pig and be fat because, and anyone who says anything is fat shaming me. That is bullshit. And I'm totally against this. Lizzo is not attractive. Lizzo's a moderately talented woman. 
But here's the thing. She's 35 years old. She weighs 287 pounds. What do you think she's going to, what is going to happen in the next 10 years? 287 pounds. She's my height and weighs 130 pounds heavier than I do. And she's a woman. Oh, ah, I'm tired. I don't want to talk about this before I say something worse than I've already said. Okay, here's a great story. I, I should have brought this up a couple years ago. Um, here's the thing. There are two types of imperialism in the world. Uh, there's physical imperialism where the imperialist goes in and takes over a country. They physically take the country. And then there's ideological imperialism. Now, the left always screams about the United States being imperialist, which is, yeah, that's how we became the United States. That's how we expanded our country. Yeah, that's that's how we create areas of strategic dominance throughout the world. That's true. We do do that. Every country does that. Anyone who sits there and says we're the only country that does that, they're stupid. Every country, country, tribes in Africa do this. This is not something that is unheard of. But we don't go out there and do it all the time now, except with ideology. We decide to just spread our true religion through the world, and we will punish anyone who doesn't buy into it. So here's a great story. Um, According to NBC News, just showing us how imperialist we really are and who the culprits are. Because I got news for you, it's not the right, it's the left. Ugandan President Yawari Museveni signed into signed one of the world's toughest anti-LGBTQ laws. Okay, you're going to find out it's not really anti-LGBTQ in a few minutes. There's the hint. But this is NBC, so they're going to say it. Including the death penalty for agro, quote, aggravated homosexuality, end quote. Remember that term. Drawing Western condemnation and risking sanctions from aid donors. Same-sex relations were already illegal in Uganda, as in more than 30 other African countries. But the new law goes further. It stipulates capital punishment for, quote, serial offenders, end quote, remember those terms, against the law and transmission of a terminal illness like HIV and AIDS through gay sex which, by the way, we used to do in this country, and all the LGBTQ people said it's okay to spread AIDS and HIV. Now, without telling your partner, that's what the law is. It also decrees a 20-year sentence for promoting homosexuality. In other words, it bans LGBTQ crap. Quote, the Ugandan president has today legalized state-sponsored homophobia and transphobia, said Claire Bayarabua a Ugandan rights activist. I can't, I don't know who that is. Okay. So here are the three things. It, it makes illegal by death, aggravated homosexuality and serial offenders of transmitting HIV and AIDS. Now, what does that mean exactly? Um, well, there's some things missing in the article. What a surprise. Um, what a aggravated homosexuality is a man who rapes a little boy a juvenile or a man who rapes someone who's disabled and they happen to be the same sex they get the death penalty in other words pedophilia it it will give you it will give death 
to a pedophilia, uh, a pe- pedophile. And as far as you having AIDS through tr- through gay sex and giving AIDS to someone knowingly, what's the problem there? And you get the death penalty, what's the problem there? They have a huge HIV AIDS problem in Uganda. That's one of the reasons why they outlawed gay sex. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the law, but I don't disagree with it either. And by the way, it's their country. They want to kill pedophiles and rapists? Kill them. They want to kill people who are spreading intentionally a sexually transmitted disease. And mind you, they say serial spreader of this, serial serial offenders. They don't mean, okay, I was having sex with my girlfriend and I gave her AIDS and I wasn't sure I had it or anything. They're talking someone who's going out there having sex with people when he knows he has the disease and just keeps doing it. Doesn't tell anyone. Don't forget, in California, that was already illegal until about six months ago. The article continues, Joe Biden called the move a, quote, a tragic violation, end quote, of human rights, and said Washington would evaluate the implications of the law, quote, on all aspects of U.S. engagement with Uganda, end quote. Now, mind you, he said that about six, seven months ago, so that he didn't say that. I mean, Joe Biden doesn't even come out of his closet anymore, so he didn't say that this week. He, that was a while ago. Quote, we are considering additional steps, including the application of sanctions and restriction of entry into the United States against anyone involved in serious human rights abuses or corruption, end quote. Mind you, they still allow people in from China. They still allow people in from um, Iran. You know, they still allow people in from Russia. You know, but but these people are violating the rights of the LGBTQ people. So they have to be, we have to drop the hammer on them. Uh, Let's see, where are we here? A presidency photo of Museveni showed him signing the the law with a golden pen at the desk. The 78-year-old called homosexuality a, quote, deviation from normal, normal, which it is, and urge lawmakers to risk, resist, quote, imperialist, end quote, pressure. Now, it, what's amazing is they put quotes under deviation for normal. Now, I could see that. They're using his words. But imperialist pressure, that's exactly what it is. You don't have to put the quotes there. We are forcing our ideology on another country. That's called ideological imperialism. That's the definition of it. This would be an example in Webster's Dictionary. So this raises some questions. I have some questions. One, is this any of the United States business? Who gives a damn what Uganda does? Worry about your own country. You want to push the perversion in this country? That's great. Let Uganda do what Uganda does. By the way, Uganda, not a Muslim country. It's a Christian country. Mostly Catholic. So a lot of that usually, oh, those Muslims, I got news to you. Saudi Arabia has the same laws. Why aren't they going after Saudi Arabia? Iran has the same laws. 
well, not only are we not going after Iran. Oh, by the way, Iran, they throw people off of buildings if you're gay. In Saudi Arabia, they cut off your head. They castrate you. So they have far more brutal punishments if you're gay. But why aren't they going after those countries? Why are they going after the Catholic country? Oh, I just gave you the answer. The other thing is, we have our own problems in this country. Most of the country doesn't believe in any of this LGBTQ bullshit. Why don't you worry about us? Forget about forget about Uganda for a few minutes. You got your own problems in this country. People are burning LGBTQ flags. People are spitting on LGBTQ flags that are painted on the streets and do it and burning their tires on them. You got enough problems here. So, you know, let Uganda be Uganda. And then this is the big question I have. Is the president of the United States really threatening to take food out of the mouths of a, of a third world country made up primarily of black people? Is that racist? I mean, sidewalks are racist and swimming is racist. I would think starving people because they don't accept gay behavior or I don't know, abhorrent behavior, according to this law, which is extreme. Don't get me wrong. It is extreme. But I mean, they're basically saying we're going to put pedophiles to death. You're going to take food out of their mouths because they don't think gay people, that's the right way to live? Hmm. Interesting. I would have thought that was racist. But it would have been racist if they did it to Saudi Arabia. It would have been racist if they did it to Yemen or Somalia. Or any one of the Muslim, Iran, Iraq, Syria, any any of the Muslim countries that actually have the same laws on the books and are far more brutal. Excellent. Okay. Here's something I want to read. And, I, you know, this is the last thing. It, this, is, this is amazing. You know, here, here's the problem with the left. Everything is racist. Everything is racist according to me. That's right. Everything's racist. Uh, the world is racist. Every you can't you can't be on time for a meeting without being a racist. You can't do your work correctly without being a racist. Everything's racist. Okay. Um, the problem that the left is having is that <laughs> they're running out of racists. There really aren't any white supremacists out there, and that's where they're going. I mean. Everybody who wants to be on time is a white supremacist. But, I mean, that means a lot of the white supremacists aren't really doing anything. We're not killing people. Um, we're not burning crosses. We're not hanging nooses. We know that because um, every noose being hung in the world today has been fake. Uh, we're not doing anything. Us white supremacists. I'm calling myself a white supremacist because that's what they call me. Because I I just do things. I don't know. Well, so they're really trying to find a reason for white supremacy. And so they've decided that, you know, you don't have to have white supremacy for white people. Anybody can be white supremacist. Right? Anybody can be white supremacist. You've already heard the term, the black face of white supremacy. Whenever 
um, whenever Clarence Thomas says anything or votes the way that the left doesn't like. He's the blackface of white supremacy, right? Well, they got to find more because I got news for you. The black conservatives aren't doing anything either. So here, here's a great article from the New Yorker, which I, I, how is it I write all the time, but I can't seem to publish anything because they, and then you got, you got shit like this here. The title of this article is the rise of Latino white supremacy. So in other words, this is an article by Geraldo Cadava. Uh, it was released on May 30th. And it, its kick line is, at the time of increased racial violence, Latinos are pot- potential perpetrators and potential victims. Wow. So we're going to blame white people for what Latinos do. Because Latinos have been convinced that white people rock ass. It's just so tiring. It's so old. Okay, so let's take a look at this article. Some of this article. I probably won't go through all of it. It's kind of long. On May 6th, a 33-year-old Mexican-American man named Mauricio Garcia shot and killed eight people at the outlet mall in Allen, Texas. Then he shot and killed... Then he was shot and killed by an officer, an off-duty officer, because of, of because of his white supremacist views. The shooter expressed in a diary and online, "Many were shocked that he was Latino. In fact, Latino white supremacy isn't an oxymoron. Uh, yes, it is. It, it's an oxymoron. You can't be you can't be a person of different color and a white supremacist. How many black people did you see in the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, like zero. And the reason the Ku Klux Klan, I know, we're going to talk about the Proud Boys. If we get to that part of the article, the Proud Boys is not a white supremacist group. No matter what the left calls them, they're not a white supremacist group. They are a chauvinist group. They openly admit they're a chauvinist group. Founded by a Mexican-American. So, before we get wild and crazy, let's just remember that. So, yes, it is an oxymoron. Matter of fact, one of the funniest skits in the world was by Dave Chappelle where he played a blind black man who was a KKK member. Because it doesn't happen. Continuing with the article. In fact, Latino white supremacy isn't an oxymoron, and carrying out premeditated mass shootings in the United States is one of the more American things that Latino do. We're only five months in... Well, wait a minute. If Latinos and blacks are committing mass shootings... And by the way... Blacks commit more mass shootings than anybody because most mass shootings are gang members. Most mass shootings are in, guess where? Chicago, Los Angeles, New York. They're not happening in Alabama. Matter of fact, one reason they bring this up, and and there's another thing about this. The diary diary and his messages online a lot of that stuff wasn't released. So we really don't know what he said in his diary. Kind of like we don't know what the trans man said when he killed those people in in uh, Tennessee. When she killed those people in Tennessee, including three kids. We still don't know what she said. And there's a reason. It's being hidden. This too is being hidden. Even the tattoos, you got to question the tattoos. We don't know what this guy looks like. He's dead. Meanwhile, 
there are, okay, here where are we? We're only five months into 2023, and in that time, 17,000 people have been killed by guns in this country. No, they've been killed by criminals. Meanwhile, there are more than 60 million Latinos in the United States, and motivated by extremism or a sense of fear, they bought a lot of guns in the past few years. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a pro-Second Amendment guy. Good for them. They should buy guns. So should my wife, who is a Mexican. She should buy a gun, too. In his 2004 book, boy, there's a stretch, Who Are We? The Challenges of America's National Identity, the late political scientist Samuel Huntington fretted over how Mexican immigration was changing the Anglo-Protestant mainstream culture of the United States. He worried that Mexican immigrants weren't assimilating as earlier European immigrants had done. The, quote, the criteria that can be the gauge of assimilation of an individual, a group, a generation, include language, education, occupation, and income, citizenship, intermarriage, and identity, he wrote. Huntington believed that the descendants of Mexican immigrants were hitting these markers, but he was wrong. They assimilated like others did. They learned English, intermarried, became loyal Americans, and adopted American politics, including the most extreme forms. Um, bullshit. That's just a lie. They're still not integrating. And the reason they're not integrating into American life is because our American culture doesn't require it. As a matter of fact, a lot of people on the right believe they should be required to learn English, to learn American history, to become educated. So that's not true. Continuing with the article, we don't know a lot about Garcia. Of course we don't, because everything's been hidden, including his diaries. Uh, but the diary he kept in the years leading up to the shooting made clear his growing persuasion by white power ideology. By the way, Garcia's parents didn't speak English. Uh, he wrote about the superiority of non-Latino white people and claimed they would lose their edge if they continued to let non-white immigrants into the country. Reports of Garcia's self-presentation have focused on his misogyny, Nazi tattoos, racist statements uh, against pretty much every group, and a patch on his vest that read RWDS, the patch which stands for the right-wing death squad and refers to anti-communist and anti-indigenous paramilitary groups in Central and South America during the 1970s and 80s has become a popular among right-wing groups in the United States today, particularly ultra-nationalist Proud Boys. Okay, I'm done with this article. It only took two. You want to read the entire article, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at it. It's it, The article just gets worse. It's just stupid. Okay, first off, um, so if he's wearing something called RWDS, which, by the way, we saw some pictures... But, but we don't know if that was actually the guy. We saw, we never saw his diary. We never saw his social media posts. They're all hidden. This is an assumption. And if this RWDS refers to an anti-communist, anti-indigenous paramilitary groups, okay, what they're, they're basically doing is, in South America, mind you, in Central America... Um, yeah, what does that have to do with whites in the United States? And, and by the way, the Proud Boys is considered kind of a right-wing 
Hispanic chauvinist group. They invite everybody into the group. White, black, Hispanic. Yes, there are black Proud Boys because they're not against uh, uh, race. They're against feminism. They're against the LGBTQ. That's what Q plus poop emoji. Let me say it right. That's what they are. They're an extreme right-wing group. There's no question. But to call them a white supremacist group? They're not. They've never touted themselves as a white supremacist group. They don't like feminism. They don't like the LGBTQ plus group. Poop emoji. So, you know, what are you talking about? This is the problem the left has. Um, here's a newsflash. If there was actually a white supremacist group, I mean, let's face it. They're still talking about Charleston, which happened almost 10 years ago. South Carolina, where a white, an actual white supremacist killed a person. They're still talking about that. But there's no white supremacist attacks in the United States. Do you know why I know those no white supremacists attacking the United States? Because I watch CNN. I get stuck watching it while I'm at the gym. And if there was a white supremacist attack within the last 10 years, we would be seeing videos and videos and videos of it. It would be replayed over and over and over again. It never is because it's not happening. I mean, January 6th is considered a right-wing conspiracy. And, and January 6th happened three years ago, and we're still talking about it. Do you think of a white supremacist, an actual white supremacist, got, was caught on film creating a riot or killing somebody? That wouldn't be replayed on the television 900 times by the left-wing media? Of course it would. So the problem they're having is... Well, we got to find white supremacists somewhere. So there's the blackface of white supremacy in Larry Elder and Clarence Thomas. There's the Hispanic face of white supremacy in a bunch of Hispanics in the Proud Boys, which isn't a white supremacist group. Let's make some shit up. And this character here, uh, this, uh, what's his name? Geraldo Cadvada. Kava, Kadava, whatever his name is. This guy is just trying to come up with something to point that out. And I love the way they they gotta they gotta bring up Texas. Okay, what about the actual mass shootings in Chicago? By the way, over the Memorial Day weekend, sixty people were shot in Chicago. Almost twenty were killed. Why isn't that a news story? Hmm. Interesting. Could it be because it's black on black violence? That the mass shootings that they talk about over 300 mass shootings or whatever it is that this guy talks about are actually not white supremacist in nature? Yeah, this stuff is so old. And these guys are really digging to find anything that can be white supremacist. The problem they're having is it ain't working real well. Okay, I hope you have a great weekend. God bless all of you. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.